and I was just standing on this balcony at the O2. It was just me and like 30 men in tiny, tiny shorts, like like doing weights, like pumping up, ready to get on camera for the next shot. And they were just like putting like, I don't know what it was, like maybe maybe just like baby oil or something. They were just like oiling themselves up and just like getting ready to go on camera, like pumping themselves up. And I was just like, this is so weird. <laughs> this is not what I expected to be doing at work today. And, and sometimes I think back to like, you know, me at university or whatever. I was like, Sophie, Sophie did not realise this was going to happen. Welcome to the opening credits podcast, where we shine the spotlight on the people behind the scenes of your favourite films and TV shows. In this podcast, we'll meet the people behind the design, who create for both fake worlds and the real world. We'll chat to film professionals about their experiences in the industry, their unique contribution to movie making, and how they apply their craft beyond the world of entertainment. Go behind the scenes of your favourite films and TV shows like never before, and meet the people who until now have been hidden in the credits. Hello, welcome to another episode of the Opening Credits Podcast. We're back after our two-episode premiere of the podcast last week. So if you listen to those episodes and you're back for more, it's great to have you here. If you are enjoying the podcast, please leave us a review or rating on your platform of choice. And don't forget to give us a follow on Instagram too, as each week we share the work of our guest on the podcast, which we talk about during the show including their own special take on the opening credits logo. So make sure you check out the Instagram after each episode, at opening credits. This week, my guest is Sophie Powell, who has designed for a huge variety of films and TV shows, including Rocketman, Black Mirror, Transformers, and Last Night in Soho. In this episode, Sophie talks about the difference between working in movies and TV, and how she finds time between her busy schedule to design for small businesses and sell her own designs on Etsy. Sophie also talks about building the world of Rocketman, the beauty of bad design, and her weird and wonderful experience of working on Fighting With My Family. This was a fun chat with Sophie. I hope you enjoy it. Sophie, your list of credits on IMDb is so long and varied, I don't really know where to begin. (laughs) I mean, you've got four this year already. And you're working on something at the moment. I'm kind of ready for a holiday, to be honest. But yeah, I was going to say. I can't, I can't go just yet. <laughs> In the new year, I'll have a break. Yeah, it looks like you deserve one. I mean, it's a real mix of stuff across both TV and film. Yeah. Um, am I right in saying your first big film, though, was Transformers? Yes. Transformers 5. Yeah, that's the one. <laughs> the one that obviously everybody's watched. Of course, <laughs> yeah. It's the best one. The one with all the robots. how was it going on to that film having mostly worked in tv until that point i mean i was so excited to be working on that film because first of all i've got to be in pinewood very exciting being in a real studio after being in a lot of those you know disused bt buildings you end up on itv dramas Mm -hmm. and then (laughs) i was like i'm in a real studio um and it's fun to work on something that big after coming off you know smaller dramas where there's just so many people and also i'd never worked on something which say you know had an armory team and a prop makers team full-time on the film or 
we had you know a whole department making cars and that just blew my mind there were so many people and so many cogs in the machine and and it was really fun and like I think also the great thing about that Transformers is because we had all these different time periods to do like nothing it never got boring it was hard but it never got boring um and there was all different things to be working on yeah and you've worked on such a variety of projects since then and different genres is there a particular type of film that you prefer to work on oh I've realized is I really like working on jobs where you do multiple time periods in one job right and I also really love doing like very OTT graphics like I think the the thing that was really fun like it, it is fun to do realistic 1930s signs but it's all but what was so fun about Rocket Man was everything it wasn't pure fantasy it was like reality slash fantasy so everything was a bit heightened and everything was a bit OTT and nothing had to be quite like very real and because it was more meant to be about Elton John's like how he remembered his life Mm. like a dream rather than all the nitty gritty details of exactly what happened on what day because I mean, you, you might not know this, but in Rocket Man, the order of events is not the real order of events, right? That happened in his life, but it's ha- it's the order that he remembers it happening in. Okay. So that's what that's what the film is. So it it doesn't have to, and you know what he says happened. Other people, other people involved, say that's not how it happened. So this is what happened, but he was completely on you know he was on drugs and an alcoholic at this time and that's how he remembers this period of his life so because of that it was just really fun for graphics because we just got to go just so over the top make everything really extra everything's big bright colors and it's it's fun working on you know 60s 70s graphics anyway especially I think also there's not many there's not many jobs you work on where you don't end up doing like boring offices office sets hospitals police stations you know I feel like every job has one of those and although there actually is an office and there is a hospital um they were very minor bits and the majority of sets were really fun sets that I had never done before you know like big stage sets and yeah that kind of thing which were just so exciting like the troubadour set build mm. was be- like we did so many set builds the majority of that film is set builds and that's what was so fun like we did even like the troubadour exterior was a set build we built like that bit of LA exterior street and then we have interior of Troubadour and all that backstage stuff as a set build we had the pub interior as a set build for both we did it's 50s and then we revamped it as a 60s version and then we also had we built the exterior street of the pub that led up to the big fun fair and it was just so fun like it's also just really fun working on a musical because yeah. like i mean Jack does drive you slightly insane though because it was that it was a really really hot summer we'd open our windows and you would just hear the songs on repeat where the dancers were rehearsing on the back lot 
Uh, <laughs> it did mean that we could, you know, like at lunchtime, we went down and watched them rehearsing their dances. Cool. And because they were rehearsing the fun fair set, we had like a fun fair in our car park for weeks. Nice. <laughs> it was really fun. Yeah, and it is really fun, like, turning up at work and, like, seeing a whole lit-up fun fair that people are about to film on. So, um, but no, it was, it, that was a really, really fun job. Um, it was mainly just my assistant, Rosie Burnett, and myself just churning it out. I, that was so much to organise, but it was all so good. It was all really fun stuff to make. Mm. I think the the only other job that's been that level of like fun stuff to make when it was on last night in soho oh yeah the director edgar wright he really really cares about what the graphics are and what they look like and the content of them and it is really nice working with a director who really cares about what you're doing and wants it to be right um and has all these ideas for little details that could be in it rather than us having to make everything up uh, <laughs> so that was that was really good and we got to do some really lovely exterior sets with signage for the, that as well in terms of your actual work and the things you have to make do you have a preference between film work and tv work i prefer working on film to tv okay i'm not saying that episodic tv where you get everything last minute can't be exciting to watch or can't be entertaining but the reason I prefer film is that everything everything is planned sort of from the beginning and you can really actually you know show things to the director make sure it's what they want really make sure you're telling the right story I really like the detail and I, I like, I, you know, I've watched a few of those kind of TV shows where they're like, oh, let's put in the Easter eggs because people are going to pause this. And they're looking for the thing, the little details that we've put in that tell a story about something that relates to this film or, you know, like on Black Mirror, we're always, well, Charlie Brooker was always asking us to, you know, like, oh yeah, you know, that thing on the wall, let's put the name of a character that appeared in a different episode or stuff like that. Like, let's make the branding. You'll never really see this object, but let's make branding the object, branding that we've seen in another previous episode so that the fans can write about it on a Reddit board or you know, <laughs> so, they can, so that they're excited by it. And you, you want the time to put in all those little details that, that excite the fans. And um, I think it makes the end product much better yeah and hopefully the audience appreciate that it's the right thing you know and everyone's like oh it's that thing because it links to that thing it's like exactly you did it on purpose and then everyone's happy yeah I love that level of detail that can go into graphic props for film and tv and that the audience sometimes notices the extra effort that's gone into it yeah but going on from that I also really like your work on the film fighting with my family Mm -hmm. And how on your Instagram you've spoken about how your designs were deliberately bad. Yes. <laughs> it must be quite a nice change of pace to do yeah. that sort of film. That was such that was such a fun job to work on. So yeah, like we did a lot of purposefully crap design, but it was so fun because you know, it knows it's bad. 
that's the point right yeah. and <laughs> it's so funny because like I was like, talking to someone who's like I, I just can't design bad things and I was like I can and I was like do you know what that says about me <laughs> it's like, it like I love designing bad things on purpose yeah getting paid for it <laughs> it's really fun <laughs> it's like, because also I think you know there's a thing where it's like oh didn't use comic sans or papyrus and I was like nah 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 it's not about that it's like you want aerial bold and you want it to have both an outer glow and a drop shadow oh yeah and with and an outline maybe it's got a gradient on it and it's got a lightning bolt behind it like that that is bad design yeah. it's not just you don't overthink it because also i think it's that i think the thing about the stuff and fight of my family is that it's it's meant to be it's not just meant to be like someone who accidentally has done some bad design. Do you know what I mean? It's not yeah. somebody who like has used Word and has, has done it in papyrus because they think, oh, that's a, a lovely font. It's not about that. It's about someone who's gone so OTT just with bad taste. <laughs> yeah. Like they can use, like they've used maybe Photoshop when they're at school. They've got been taught how to use it. And they've just applied all the effects possible. And they're like, yes, this looks great. Nailed it. I've absolutely nailed it. <laughs> but like, <laughs> like, yeah, let's multiply that layer. Look what I can do. I can know what the multiply button does. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's like <laughs> they've like mushed all the, they've used everything. They've used it all at once to make one, I should say, fantastic design <laughs> but like fantastic because it's just so much and it's just not it's all it's just it's more like early 2000s like design rather than like nowadays when everything's so minimal it's like no add a drop shadow to that i want drop shadows i want glow effects <laughs> some caution tape across the lettering like, it was so it was so bad but so fun yeah it sounds like how I imagined it would be working on that film too. We did do the funniest photo shoots of my of my life on that film as well. Oh yeah. And we had this I can't I honestly can't remember his name, but we had this professional photographer in who shoots like everyone in the UK who's a wrestler, he does their professional photo shoots. Okay. So we had all of them. Yeah, so like they went, they went like the set decorator and production designer went to a real wrestling match and met some real wrestlers because they were also like, I think they were going there to try and get extras and things like this and um, get the vibe. Mm. <laughs> and uh, and they met this photographer guy and he was like, he is the guy we have to get to do these photographs of the actors because all his portfolio, it's just, like, amazing. It's just, like, it's just those typical wrestling poses. It's, like, people, like, growling and, like, <laughs> pulling, like, angry faces, like, they're going to punch the camera and, like, yeah. and, like, doing, like, I just don't even know how to describe it. Like, yeah, like, growling, like, big, like, flexing their muscle poses or, like, this is the most ridiculous stuff I've ever seen in my life. And so we got like, can you imagine us in just a back, we were filming in a village hall in West London, at like some community centre. And we set up this photo shoot in the back room. And we had like, <laughs> we had our actors like Florence Pugh and Jack Loudon and 
Nick Frost and oh gosh, I can't remember name the lady who plays Cersei in Game of Thrones, and it was like right at the height of Game of Thrones. Oh like, yeah, you know, yeah. Like, she's such a, such a scary lady. <laughs> Game of Thrones, and then we had them in like lycra like she was wearing like a lycra and fake fur reindeer outfit like a bra and hot pants yeah yeah and there's like jack loudon was like wearing tiny tiny little gold lame lycra shorts like the most just the most hilarious outfits and then we're putting all these quite famous actors together on this like bright white backdrop doing roaring faces and like and like fake fake punching poses and like getting on each other's backs and like just doing the most like hilarious things honestly and then we had all these background extras come in and take photos as well and they were all just like greased up to do these roaring poses and I was just like this is a brilliant day for the memory rank <laughs> that's, a, that's a good day in the office, that, isn't it? <laughs> so funny and then I had to go back with all those photographs, cut them all out, put a glow effect on them, mm. put them on a blue background and add some lightning. And I was like, job's done. Nice, yeah. Great graphic. Go down the pub. <laughs> a successful graphic day. It sounds like the kind of film where you must be at work and think to yourself, how is this my job? <laughs> it was so ridiculous. So ridiculous. And like, even just like being on set, standing around like, I think I was like, I got kind of stuck somewhere. You know what you do? Like I was, I was one side of the camera. I needed to get to the like out through the set to get out the other side, but I couldn't. So going for a take, and I was just standing on this balcony at the O2. Right. And it was just me and like thirty men in tiny, tiny shorts, like like doing weights, like pumping up, ready to get on camera <laughs> for the next shot. And they were just like putting like. I don't know what it was, like maybe maybe just like baby oil or something. They were just like oiling themselves up and just like getting ready to go on camera, like pumping themselves up. And I was just like, this is so weird. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> this is not what I expected to be doing at work today. And, and, and sometimes I think back to like, you know, me at university or whatever. I was like, Sophie, Sophie did not realise this was going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm sure she didn't. But happen it did. And you've done so many projects now that appear to be back to back. Do you ever find the time to do any design work in between your work on film and TV? So, I mean, maybe it looks like it's been back to back to back, but there are definitely some gaps I've had. I, I did do, I have done sort of more real worldly things in between. So... Uh, basically, I, I do some graphics work for a florists, mm -hmm. which is really fun because I get to do some nice illustrative work. And obviously, it's still for a client. It's not, you know, when you're working on a film, the, the production company or the director or your client, but there's so much to do. You don't get to spend that much time on any one particular design. Whilst where, Whilst I'm working on the floristry company's work, I just spend a lot more time doing one particular poster yeah. or so. Um, and it is nice to sort of do a deep dive into one thing every now and then. But doing the floristry work is really fun and it get, lets me do some illustrative work that I don't... I, I wasn't typically getting to do much in my 
film and TV work. I think like it depends what projects you're working on because I have worked on some projects which are really illustrative, but generally I'm doing a lot of computer-based work and not much drawing. But I think like, I always wished I was doing more. And I did do like, yeah, I do I've done some events in between doing film stuff. I do do our commercials, which is just a bit different, a bit different pace. Um, music videos, things like that still. And I also do a bit of sort of other design work on side. I could do some logo design and things like that for small for small businesses if I'm in between jobs or you know if it's a particularly quiet January, things like that. Um, but really I think I always wanted to do more, especially with my illustrative work, just because that is what I went to university to do. And I do love drawing. Yeah. But during the first COVID lockdown was when I was just like, okay, I can I can get to do some art now. And that's what I did. So I just basically just in first lockdown just did loads of procreate digital paintings and drawings. Mm-hmm. Um and then from that decided that I was gonna start selling things on Etsy and doing designs for that. And then I, I I did do that so basically since then I've, I've got all these designs now that I have on Etsy so mainly I've got sort of tea towels I have got some art prints as well I've got like notebooks my main thing and cups and I have those on Etsy and I've been selling those quite well and was like to quite a lot of restaurants okay weirdly makes sense uh, <laughs> one of my main clients and um so I've been doing that and then I have also done some more commissioned work through that been doing some more specific things um like I did some stuff for a like a YouTube food channel okay Uh, (laughs) and I'm currently working on like a little food like a recipe zine um doing illustrated um recipes and things like that but I just, I've just realised I love drawing still lifes. Yeah. And it's also really fun because <laughs> I know this might sound weird, but like, obviously I do, <laughs> I do design for film and these are quite big films. My work does get seen and I'm sure people are like, oh, that's a nice design, maybe, hopefully. Um but it feels more exciting when, like, something you've designed you have for sale as a product and someone you don't know buys it. Mm, yeah. And you're like, oh, someone actually wants my thing that I've designed rather than, like, all this, I don't know, bump I've been churning out for a lab set. Like, <laughs> it's something with artistic merit that someone actually wants to own. How weird. Pay money for, <laughs> yeah. yeah like it feels much more like I don't know it gives me much more it's just much more exciting I think like I'm excited about working on a big film but I in my head I forget that other people might be excited about the work that I make on that film yeah whilst yeah it's more exciting it's my personal stuff (laughs) people care yay (laughs) It's great that you're still able to do that between film projects, to have that outlet to design for yourself too. Yeah. So after your current project, do you have anything else in mind you'd like to work on or a particular type of film you'd like to get involved in? 
my main thing is I just try not to do the same genre twice in a row or the same country right twice in a row I wouldn't mind doing you know a film that's like 60s France followed by 60s Japan yeah or whatever but you know try not to do say two action films in a row or two sci-fis in a row is there a genre of film you haven't done yet that you'd like to have a go at I'd really like to do a Victorian job well I've I've done like a little bit on a Victorian job but I only really did like a week and I would like to do a full Victorian job and there is one potentially on the cards but I'm not sure I can make the dates work oh okay well hopefully it works out we'll see we'll see but if not there's always things yeah I'm sure it'll come around again yeah and if not I just do more Etsy things and I take over Etsy as the queen of Etsy and become a full-time Etsy person or (laughs) queen of two towers that's my backup plan. <laughs> <laughs> take take the tea towel world by storm. Big thanks to Sophie for coming on the podcast. Check out sophiepowell.com to see her designs or check out our Instagram at opening credits where we'll be sharing some examples of her work as well as Sophie's deliberately bad redesign of our logo in true fighting with my family style. Thanks for listening. The Opening Credits platform is building steadily day by day. So check out openingcredits.net to see what's in store and sign up to our newsletter to receive weekly updates. If you're a film pro like Sophie, be sure to join our Opening Credits Network Facebook group where Sophie and other film designers who also apply their craft outside the industry are building a brand new creative community. So get involved. Also, if you'd like to come on the podcast and have a chat about your work, please do send an email to hello at openingcredits.net. I've been Stephen Nutley, and next week we have another film design heavyweight that you're going to love. So I'll see you then. Mm